Welcome back to the CrossFit Bath Podcast. As always, I'm Jason. Joining me this week, uh, a guest that has been well requested by numerous, numerous people. We have Helen Grace, aka HG. Helen, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Jason. HG, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. (laughs) Just, Just in case. I've got a lot of questions for you. Okay. But before we get to the kind of the, the real meat of the <laughs> of the podcast and find out more about you I've got a few warm-up questions just to get you podcast ready okay first question is peanut butter <laughs> crunchy or smooth or covered in chocolate yeah, I listened to you uh, the podcast where you started introducing this chocolate one and um, yeah I can't think of anything worse I think I'm probably a, a crunchy person when it comes to peanuts um, but funnily enough other other nut butters and I make my own. Um, I, I prefer smooth, so it's a bit weird, really. Why not? Okay, so we'll do a we'll do a, a crunchy peanut butter. Yeah. We'll com- we'll add and a, a, and a smooth, smooth almond butter. Almond or butter. Hazelnut butter. Yeah. 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 I've, they do seem a bit weird with a crunch, don't yeah, they? Yeah, I, I think, think so. I think you're right. Whereas with peanut, it works. I'm, we're just going to completely pass over the. I can't think of anything worse than peanut butter covered in chocolate. But <laughs> never mind. That's, <laughs> Moving swiftly on, uh, with an answer like that, I suppose it's only right to ask you a more crossfitty question. Uh, would you prefer a long chipper type workout or a very sort of short for time, quick kind of burn workout? Um, well, given that my best time modality is probably about 15 seconds, I'd probably have to say um, the short one. I'm not really, I'm good on the anaerobic, you know, fast stuff. But I'm not very good at anything that goes on for longer than, you know, 12 minutes. That's kind of okay. my cut-off point. Really. Well, 12 minutes. I mean, we've already built it up then from 15 well, seconds, yes. which is great. <laughs> which is a great, a great jump. So that's, I mean, you know, we can't complain about that. It sounds pretty good. Everybody loves a burpee. <laughs> so I'm going to give you the option then. Would you rather do burpee box jumps or burpee pull-ups? Oh, that's a tough one. Um well, before my uh, latest lot of surgery, I would have said burpees because they were about my best move. Uh, now I'm doing them a little bit more like a geriatric. So, so burpees are still a little bit of a challenge for me. Um, and so on a similar vein, I'm, I'm back to the band-assisted pull-ups um, and stepping onto a box. So so probably the stepping one at this, at this right, okay. point. Okay, so. sort of like step down almost into a burpee, step back up a little bit, step yeah. onto a box. There'll be some kind yeah, of... Yeah, I think that's probably about my level at the moment. Okay, now we've had already a hint. You see, this is why the warm-up questions come in. Surgery. There's there's something that's going to come out surely later. So you see, you're just trying to see my questions. No, stop no, looking, no. stop looking. <laughs> I've got the glasses on, can't see anything. <laughs> Here's an interesting one. I've never asked this one before. Let's see how it goes. If you opened a CrossFit affiliate, what would you call it? And I should tell you that CrossFit Bath is already taken. Okay, so yeah, no, it, I got that one. Um, that's, that's good. That's one I haven't been able to think about and prepare for. Um, well, when I had my, my own business, it was called Grace Imaging. So I took my, my uh, middle name. So um, I don't know. It could be CrossFit Grace, couldn't it? Yeah, I think I've. I mean, I'm not going to Google it, but I'm almost certain there's somewhere there's called probably, a CrossFit oh, Grace. Oh, I'm sure there is. Because uh, yeah, that that sounds very on brand for CrossFit, to be honest. So good, yeah, CrossFit Grace. Look forward to seeing the doors opening. Mm-hmm. 2022, 2023, well, sometime in the future. <laughs> HG, another famous HG, HG Wells. Okay. Favorite HG Wells book. I actually am a science fiction and fantasy fan. Um, Glad I asked this question then. Yeah. So, um, I mean, it has to be War of the Worlds. War of the Worlds. It? it has to be. Even though the other's great, that's the classic. So I'm yeah. going to go with that one. Okay. I, I put that in as a question and then I was like, this could go really well <laughs> or really, really badly. badly. So it goes, Who's H.G. Wells? <laughs> What's a book? Yeah. No. <laughs> Finally, we're there. My final warm-up question. Cannot wait to hear your answer. Who would play you in the CrossFit Bath movie? The phone is coming out. Yeah. This tells me that research has been done, which well, I always like. I think it was more, um, this was the one that I really got stumped on. 
Um, so, so I had to ask a friend, I think is the phrase. Um, so I had a few people who suggested Helen Mirren. Oh, she was on my shortlist. Oh, good, yeah. okay. Uh, I think it's the hair. Um, and then for some odd reason, I, whenever I went to the rugby, um, the complete strangers would tell me that I looked like um, one of the actresses and characters in Game of Thrones. Right. Okay, so and having never seen Game of Thrones, I had to do some research there. Apparently her name is Lena Headey, and she plays Cersei, Cersei in Game of Thrones. Okay, I know Lena Headey. Yeah, okay. So, and again, I think it was the, it was the pixie blonde cart that, um, so, but I quite like the idea of that one. I think if you're going to have somebody playing you in a film, you want to upgrade. Right. You know, and I, I looked at her and I thought, well, she's, she's stunning and terribly fit. So I think that's a suitable upgrade. Yeah. I mean, why not? Go why for not? it. Why yeah. not? Go for it. So I've, I've got some, some choices for you. Okay. And they are supposed to be complimentary. So please take them in that way. One who I feel maybe has the gravitas to play you Ooh. would be Meryl Streep. Oh. Yeah. And then the other one that I'm going to say was probably also hair-based that I went down this route was Jamie Lee Curtis. Oh, yes. I like her. So, They're both very accomplished actresses. So, I mean, what would, you, would you expect any less from me? <laughs> <this? laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you, can ask, you can ask your friends questions like this and get some very strange answers. So. Yeah. I'll go for those. What I like, I always just imagine somebody listening to the podcast, not watching the video, who doesn't know you. Yeah. And then for the whole podcast, they can just imagine you are whichever actress we've picked. Okay. okay. So that's why I do it. Interesting. I like, interesting. I'll have to ask you about the gravitas bit. Yeah. Well, I'm sure it will come out during right, the interview. We'll, we'll see. <laughs> right. So I want to ask you about CrossFit. Um, obviously, that's why we're on the podcast. <laughs> Makes sense. But I kind of feel like there's a timeline. And I know, you know, we don't know each other very well, but I know certain events, but I have no idea where different things fit on this timeline. Okay. So I'd like us ideally to start at the beginning because that's generally the best place to start, so I've been told. And I'm wondering if that is when you found CrossFit because I know then there's been some pretty big life changing events that have happened did they all happen did that happen before crossfit after crossfit like not after crossfit but during you know kind of during the time you're already doing crossfit yes so should we start at how did you first find crossfit then uh, yes we can um so how did i find crossfit probably about eight or so years ago and um i was at coon grove manor right okay club so I'd seen um, Shax and um, and Ed doing their PT sessions around the place. So this is because we've heard talk of this. Ah, they've I, spoken about I have, this, I have but we've never yes. had. This is really interesting because at this point, I've heard of the the famous Coomgrove Manor uh, workouts, but only ever from. Ed and Ollie and Shaxx, like from that side of it, oh, okay. I've never heard of anybody here who's yeah, who's experienced there were a few that. Of us who, well, I didn't experience them because they they did personal or training. Has seen it, yeah. Then, let's say, in so, the wild. Um, so I would see, you know, a young uh, a young uh, Shaxx, you know, probably what eighteen, um, yeah, bright eyed, bushy tailed, um, dragging these poor susceptible people around the gym, and you know cheering them on to get you know various uh, repetitions so so yeah I, I'm aware that Ollie used to coach there but I never saw Ollie so I definitely remember Shax and Ed um, but another guy who I used to have as my PT uh, was a guy called Pete Stables I don't know whether you know Pete he is known to quite a few of the CrossFit community um, so Pete was a PT but he was also a powerlifter right okay and um at the time, I had um, the lovely Bex Hall, who would um, undo all the knots that I created in my body, <laughs> doing various uh, various classes and weights-based activities. And, um, and I can remember one of the sessions her saying, well, uh, I'm, I'm doing this qualification this weekend for this new fitness thing called CrossFit. So she told me a bit about it. 
And at some point, I must have rocked up at the old um, uh, Brass Mill Trading Estate. Not Brass Mill Trading, no, the... One Stike. One Stike Business Centre. And the door was open. I stuck my head round, only to see Pete Stables doing some powerlifting training. And the time that year, he actually became national... Uh, national powerlifting champion. Oh, wow. So um, so he kind of stopped his training. We were chatting about it. So I had those two connections. Um, and when they said, you know, doing all kinds of things, and then he said Olympic lifting. And I'd actually started weightlifting um, when I was 17. Okay. Oh, wow. And, um, and the reason being I got dragged away from London, which is I'm a Londoner, I was born, brought up in London, then got dragged away at 16 because my dad's work. And they couldn't provide me with, it was a rubbish school, they couldn't provide me with any fitness, any exercise, any sport. And um, this guy had opened a, a box, had opened a gym um, in the old fire station in this place in Wales. Okay, so, um, and he was forward enough, foresight, had enough foresight to have two evenings a week um, doing uh, for women only. Okay. And he was an ex Olympic lifter, powerlifter, bodybuilder. So, uh, yeah, so someone from my dad's office said, do you think Helen Grace would like to come and check this out with me? And that was it. So I was three times a week, I started 17, learning about barbells, dumbbells, and, and weightlifting. So when, you know, people said, oh, they do Olympic lifting as well, kind of like my ears went up, and I thought, oh, well, that'd be nice to get back and do some of that. And so, um, yeah, so I signed up for the intro class and a very young Alec Harwood oh, wow, um, wow. <laughs> did my intro class so uh, so yeah that was eight years ago now that's I mean this is interesting because the, the amount of it, I mean this this episode is like threading the needle through so many conversations I've had over the last 90 odd episodes of the, of the podcast it's interesting as well that for the majority of people that kind of moved into doing CrossFit um and you know, particularly the the women that started doing CrossFit, the barbell was almost like the new implement, right? It was mm-hmm. kind of like, oh, yeah, I maybe had a, a I'd done gymnastics in the past, or I've you know I used to do a lot of running or this or that, but and it was quite like, but oh, Olympic lifting that was mm-hmm. the new thing that really threw me. But for you, it's like almost the opposite. That actually, that was the oh, I remember doing that yeah. in the past. So that that's I think that's a very interesting kind of flip to the the, the norm. But then it's also that you just sort of knew all the names that crop up on the podcast, like all the kind of key players, particularly from the the origins of, of Bath. And you sort of just happened to know them all before anyway. And it's that kind of perfect link of, well, I, yeah, I sort of knew him doing that. I'd seen him doing this. And then, and, and you know, and you've, you've, I mean, and then you've obviously then also seen the growth of CrossFit Bath as, oh, gosh, as what yeah. it is. So that's uh, maybe you should be doing this podcast instead oh, of me. Oh, I don't know about that. <laughs> I think it's um, yeah, it's interesting. Things I think come come at certain times, don't they? I mean, I so I was I was a gymnast when I was younger. I also did ballet and dance and stuff like that. So I've always been, I've always moved, um, and done something. Never never been really much for team sports, though. Though I did actually represent my my school's first ever basketball, uh, oh. women's basketball. Um, team, all five foot six of me, you know. So, uh, but not really one for team sports. But, um, but yeah, it just. I think I'd done so many things over the years. Uh, and at Coombe Grove, I was doing like the body pump. I was doing um, weight, you know, just normal weights in the gym. Uh, and I, I think I was kind of fresh for for a bit of a new challenge. And I think the thing that attracts a lot of people to to CrossFit is the variety. There's so much. There's so much to learn. There's so many things, you can, levels you can do it at. There's always something new to challenge you. Um, and for me, that really, that really gripped me. Yeah. Well, I was going to say when you were saying like, oh, and I, you know, I'd done gymnastics and I'd done a bit of this and basketball. I was thinking like, it does sound like CrossFit is made for you because it is that sort of beautiful melting pot of, of all of these different elements and you're getting to try lots of different things but I like that there was also new things because yeah, it almost sounds like you've probably done it all <laughs> before CrossFit and they were just putting it all in one place for you um, how was it then like considering you had this background mm. what was it like then your first kind of weeks of CrossFit uh, 
I like that. Think back, yeah. Um, it's not that. Yeah, it was it was a bit of a double-edged sword, to be honest, because I mean, you mentioned about how CrossFit bath has developed over time. Um, I mean, at that time, I think CrossFit in the UK was still a fairly fairly newish. Um, development and part of the fitness world and it came over from America with quite a bit of a, a military kind of um, kind of rebellious kind of um, uh, attitude um, and of course obviously having a having a box run by by three guys they were very into um, the competitive scene and at that time you know Bath was producing regional standard teams um, to compete uh, the cross, for the CrossFit Games um, and, um, and we had a couple of uh, women uh, coaches. Bex was one of them. Jenny Meyer was the other one. Um, and they would take the 930 women's class. So, again, it was interesting that having come, you know, originally got into weightlifting because one man decided that with his, in his gym he would have some time that was only for women. Um, but, again... I came to the box, and the 9.30 class, Monday to Friday, was women only. And although I was very used to working out with men, I think that was a really um, forward-thinking element. So although there was a strong competitive, and there was you know, quite a strong push to do the movements, there was also this recognition that, as you mentioned, for a lot of women, some elements of CrossFit, particularly like using a barbell, um, uh, even sometimes things like the you know the dumbbells and kettlebells weren't that familiar, mm. you know very familiar perhaps with the cardio element of CrossFit. Um, so so it was a bit of a double edged sword. On the one hand, you'd, you'd finish the workout and be kind of like collapsed on the floor, but then you know within half an hour it's like well I want to come back ne- <laughs> next day. <laughs> so uh, so yeah, so it's it's been great watching the guys make such a success. Mm. Of CrossFit Bath, it really has. Yeah, and I mean now, oh, how things have changed. Because I would have said that the 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 ladies that attend the nine thirty class are some of the most competitive. <laughs> that really want to, you know. And if you don't believe me, listen to some of the episodes of the podcast where they've been on. <laughs> and uh, I'm, I'm I'm thinking of you, Emma. I was I was going to say <laughs> no name, no pack drill, Emma Mallon. <laughs> I think, and I also think, I think for a lot of women, their motivations perhaps for doing fitness sometimes can be different to men. So, you know, I mentioned that team sports is not something that I was particularly interested in. Um, And I think for some women, uh, they're not that interested in being competitive or at least not competitive against other women. But they are interested in bettering themselves. So they're they're interested in being competitive against themselves. And I think the whole structure of CrossFit where, you know, you're encouraged to record your times for different workouts, you're encouraged to uh, record your weights, um, and we have the kind of programming that we have where you you do like a six-week um, progression. So you've got the opportunity to set a one-rep max and then spend several weeks working on the strength programme and then test it at the end. So I think for that, I think that's quite, I think that appeals to quite a few women because it's more about, am I getting better? Am I learning new things? Um, rather than, you know, I come in every, every day and want to beat the person next to me. Um, and for some women, that, that is true. That is where their motivation lies. But I, I think for some women, that's, that's not. Yeah, I, I think in general with, within CrossFit, and I think, I think that's something, again, where people... Got, you almost need to take them aside and be like, look, you, you do need to write your times down. You mm. do need to write your weights down. And it's that idea, of, and it's very easy just week on week just to look at certain people that are kind of regular at your class and be like, oh, but, you know, they beat, last time they beat me by a minute. This time they beat me by a minute and a half, so I'm getting worse. Yeah. And you're like, well, no, hold on. Look, look, this is a repeat of this workout. So it's true this time they beat you by a minute and a half, but that's because they finished it two minutes faster than last time. But you finished it you know 30 seconds faster than last time so you have improved yeah but you know that one's you know 15 years younger than you and has improved a bit more in those six weeks than you have kind of thing and it is that idea of yes it's comparing yourself and and sort of seeing even there you've got to be careful because you know you can have a bad workout for any number of reasons and 
people spiral. <laughs> They're like, oh, I'm getting worse. But yeah. but I think it, I think you you kind of you've got a, a good point there on just generally how you know different motivations, different. Re- I actually think CrossFit is again uniquely positioned in ticking m- so many boxes of to why people start doing fitness, and that's one of the big draws that kind of keeps people in because there are people you know obviously there's a lot of people that say well I do you know I, I exercise because I want to look better and CrossFit changes the way you look mm-hmm. but then there's people well I exercise because I want to perform better and CrossFit definitely is a very easy way to see your progressions whether it's in strength or in endurance and your, you know, your cardiovascular system whatever it may be there's just very easy metrics to be like oh I'm getting better at this and then for others like you weren't into team sports but there are a lot of people here that they were you know and they they had their team and even though we're all kind of competing <laughs> individually in the workout there's still very much that team spirit mm. within the class because we've all done the same workout so it's just sort of like you know almost pick your poison what's your reason for doing fitness yeah we've got you covered yeah <laughs> there's yeah. very few things that aren't going to be ticked by the the crossfit box and, box. and i think that's that's also a sign of the way i think the box has matured here because you know there was quite a, an enthusiasm uh, for the competitive aspect, and I think as I suppose as as the boys have got older and their clientele has got older, um, and life opens up to things like family and other things, I th- I think there's a real recognition now that people come for different reasons, and although you can encourage people to, I mean, and I do if I if I find myself you know in the class. Um, working alongside somebody who's new um you know i always say this is a really good idea to keep a keep a record but actually if all they want to do is three times a week to turn up work out get get all the stresses out get all the frustrations out get their head away from their work or their kids or anything and then walk out the door actually that's just equally valid um so uh, so i think you're right it's it's got so much to offer so many people so we're gonna to have to get onto this topic now because um I, I noticed like you know you're quite good at posting up your kind of your workouts what you've done and and there's very much a post you know there's a lot of post pbs mm. now so obviously there was a, a big event the event maybe not the right word to use but um so what happened during your kind of because it's eight years that you've been doing CrossFit. Yeah. So how long had you been doing CrossFit before uh, some health issues kind of cropped up? Um, so I, I reckon probably about two years. So, I mean, I definitely was seeing not just the fitness, the body changing. I mean, I was really making, really enjoying it. I was learning more skills. Um, yeah, and then, um, yeah, bolt from the blue, I got diagnosed with breast cancer. Um, more than one type, and it had already gone into the rest of my body. So, um, so without getting you know into any gory details, that's quite that kind of pulls you up short mm. um, because that's a I mean it's life threatening diagnosis, yeah. um, and then you find yourself on a a bit of a I suppose like a, a what do you call it um, an escalator. You know, you're just like put on this treatment several treatment programs and it kind of takes you off into the horizon um, and you have very little control over it Um, so so yeah that came as a shock and also because I've always exercised I've always eaten well in fact I I think if you ask most of my friends I was probably the fittest possibly healthiest person out of all of them and yet I'm the one that gets so it's um it's a bit of a random Mm. uh a random thing yeah and and that i guess that can be almost more frustrating isn't mm. it because it's that kind of um it's that element where you're kind of like well i, would, I did everything right yeah you know and, and and this is by no means a comparison but i know you know i've had a couple of car accidents and it was literally like someone going to the back of me and another one was someone going to the side of me and it's that thing where you're like you know if i'd been speeding and had mm. an accident I'd be like, oh, well, that was my fault. I know what I need to change. Yeah. This is the problem. Like, I was driving too fast. I need to not speed. That's the solution. But I was stopped at a traffic light and someone went into the back of me and you're like, well, I was doing everything right. Yeah. You know, that's not, 
like what can I do and it, it makes you anxious and I think with, with in like in your situation even more right because you're like you know I I was exercising I was healthy yeah. I was doing everything to keep my you know which also is kind of almost a, a way of showing appreciation for your body because yeah, you're like absolutely. well I, I yeah, know what my body needs I'm looking yeah. after it I'm doing everything and you're like and then you've betrayed me mm-hmm. like how did this happen and I guess as well because you said you're someone who I think to quote you from earlier in the episode you were always moving mm-hmm. so you're someone who's always moved which I quite liked that expression and I'm guessing this kind of stopped you being able to move in yeah. in the way that you, you were used to so how kind of how did you deal with that or, or even how long a period was that that you were sort of yeah oh dear <laughs> no that's a it's a good question because um I mean obviously I, I mean at the time I had my own photography business I was self-employed and um so the first question you ask after you've got over the shop was okay so what do I need to do and how long is it going to take um and they kind of looked at me and kind of went well I'd give it a year and I'm thinking okay I can't sustain a self-employed business for a year um and uh and yeah I got to the end I got to the end of the year and then found I had chronic fatigue syndrome then I had to have more surgery and then I'm trying to get back from that and I think I'm, I think I came in if I remember because I'm on comeback number three now right. <laughs> Will reminds me of this um, nice of him yeah um so I then I then thought and, and CrossFit was actually getting back to CrossFit was a real motivator for me it was um uh, because it was something I loved and because it also represented um me how I was pre the diagnosis and so um I can remember I got to a point of about February 2018 and uh, at that time, the uh, open workouts were coming out in March, right. okay? Um, and I was like, I'm so desperate to do the open workouts um, and to start getting back. So, um, and I, I, they did something interesting. I, was, I, was, I got to the point where I was doing some rehab work in the sports centre, mm-hmm. doing some, you know, um, getting myself just gradually back and back, um, and, uh, and they did, uh, uh, the CrossFit Games did this, what do they call it? It's like a primer. It was like um, a, a CrossFit Games workout before they got to being, you know, 18.1. It was like, yeah, 18 it was like point point zero. Zero, yeah. they called it. And I thought, hmm. And so I said to a friend I was, I was working, with, working out with, I said, um, do you fancy giving this a go and just seeing what, you know, where we are with it? And so I did that and... And I did it. I managed to do it at the correct weight for my age, etc. And I thought, okay, I need to... I, there was something so, so, I think, desperate by this stage because I got diagnosed in 2015. We were now at 2018. Mm. Um, so this year had turned into three years. Yeah. Um, or 2016, And I was so desperate, I just contacted Shax and I said, can I come in and do this? Just, I'm just going to try the first one. So I literally pitched up, and I think Holly and Shax are saying, hello, yes. <laughs> where have you been? <laughs> you know, but, um, and, uh, and I started doing the workouts and just thought, oh, this is so good, I'm, I'm, I'm back. Um, did, the 20, did the 18.5 on the Friday night. A group of girlfriends had booked a, a cottage in uh, Dorset, on the Dorset coast, oh. because the last three years had obviously been a bit of crap. Um, so, um, and they took me away. At which point, um, I fell down the stairs in the night, broke my foot, and was out for another year. So, um, so yeah, what's, what should have started off as being hopefully a year out, then started to get ridiculous. Yes. <laughs> so, so that was comeback number. Yeah, that was comeback number one. So that was number one. Okay, you said you're on number three now. Yeah. What, so was number two after the broken... Yeah, so number... number yeah, so comeback number two was after the broken foot. So, um, and I think that was in, that was in what, May of 2019. And then, of course, um, we went into lockdown in, what, March 2020. Mm. Um, and then I had to go in for more very major surgery in August of 2020. Oh. Um, 
So, and again, that was meant to be a certain amount of recovery time, which then, of course, had complications, so that doubled it. Mm. Um, and so, yeah, so literally I was given the okay to start exercising again a week before all the gyms opened oh, at the end of convenient <laughs> yeah so I was like I was almost you know getting to the point where I was pleading with my um, with my, my surgeon you know you gotta let me back so w- were you able to do because obviously you probably weren't able to do this but were, were you able to do something during the the lockdown period or um, it was really first, like the first lockdown period yeah I did the zoom workouts yeah. um, but I think like many others I didn't have because you come here you don't have a lot of home yeah. gym equipment um, so I think I borrowed a kettlebell from one friend, I borrowed a dumbbell from another friend, and that was it. Um, but then literally from from August right the way through until yeah until until April when the gyms I literally couldn't yeah, do, anything. couldn't do anything. And and when I when I told the physio and my surgeon this was you know what my plan was, um, I mean they were terrified of me picking up a barbell and. I think I probably need to preface that by saying that when, when I got my diagnosis and they were preparing me for surgery, and you have a you have to make a whole load of decisions mm. about your treatment plan, whatever. And one of the big ones was what type of surgery would I have? Um, and um, and they were going through the options, um, and you know I said, well look, I do weightlifting, so you know there are some options here which don't seem to be ideal, um, and the the specialist. The specialist nurse, breast care nurse, said, well, of course, you know you won't be able to lift anything heavier than five kilos. And I said, oh, right, well, you mean when I'm just getting better? And she said, no, for the rest of your life. So that was a bit of yeah. a... Um, that was a bit of a bummer. Yeah. Um, I mean, so, I, so I, I know she's yeah. a specialist, but <laughs> does she know what five kilos is? Because that's really quite light in general is it <laughs> right it's light for people like you and I yeah but one of the things that I realized in this journey and you know without getting in, in, at all uh, morbid because I want to be able to put a positive mm. ending on it um is that most uh, the majority of women who rock up with breast cancer are of a certain age mm. and they're pretty sedentary yeah so most of the research that's been done, most of the physio specialist knowledge is actually just about getting women off the sofa mm. and starting actually probably in, a, in one of the most vulnerable parts of points in their life to actually get them to start taking exercise and taking it seriously. Um, so to be presented by somebody who, you know, not only did this, was doing this at, you know, in my 20s but was still doing this in my 50s and wanted to continue to do it um I've I've kind of um they haven't known quite what to do with me so (laughs) (laughs) um so they didn't have any evidence all they had was evidence that if you had all the treatment that I had um you were limited in what you had what you were able to lift um, and I was determined that actually I wasn't going to be limited. So when I came round to come back number three, um, I was I was over in Southmead by then, the team specialist team in Southmead, and I had an oncology physio, and she was great because she was just a little bit more tuned in. Um, and I said, look, this is what I do, and I sent her a video of some CrossFit stuff, and she's like seriously you want to do this and I'm like yeah I want to be back to this um and so I I was very fortunate that she took a lot of time during that during that time to work me slowly and also I think she realized whereas her normal approach was that she had to really motivate people to get off their backsides and exercise for me she had to do the opposite please sit down (laughs) she had to sort of say do not do this and even so when I said look I'm going back to CrossFit you know both the surgeon and the and the physio were like oh my goodness you know because they really didn't quite know how to how to advise and support me and apart from saying under no circumstances lift a barbell for the first month um so I was there with me little wooden stick um I think it, that was quite an interesting experience because I was having to press them all the time. It's quite... You hear very similar experiences um, 
when a, a lot of CrossFitters go for pregnancy. Because okay. it's a very similar thing, isn't it? Where it's like, you know, like, like that is not the time to start doing CrossFit. But if you've been doing CrossFit for years and now you're pregnant, it's yeah. not that you can suddenly... I mean, we've, we've talked to Bex. Let's bring her back into this. When I started doing CrossFit, she was pregnant with baby number one. Okay. But she was still absolutely destroying me in a workout because she just had that baseline yeah. already there so even though she was quite heavily pregnant at the time she was still able to do so much uh, and it's a similar thing isn't it it's, you're right like the, the baseline where they take their stats from is if it's down here yeah. and you come in you know of course if somebody's never been lifting much over five kilos after an operation they're going to struggle to lift that again but if you're habitually used to like that's my warm-up weight yeah. in a workout it makes sense that even you know after recovery you're going to come back and be able to to do that but, but also it's understandable why they don't know that because <laughs> if, if if you're never presented with yeah. those kind of people how are you going to know any better uh, yeah and and i think things have moved on i mean certainly when i had some of the conversations at southmead um they were they were more optimistic shall we say and they were more supportive and in fact they they've actually asked if they can write me up as a case study oh, wow. um, because they've literally not had anybody any woman go through all the surgery and all the treatment that i've had and actually then come back and you know deadlift close to their body weight i mean that that's just not what yeah. they are because you weigh more than five kilos right i certainly <laughs> weigh more than five kilos <laughs> It's interesting because I, I did want to ask when you were talking because obviously we you know you you started the the kind of this recovery story journey with uh and I was told one year and then the one year became three years and then this happened and that happened so it it, it does seem like obviously there were you know complications or things that that delayed kind of the projected mm. uh, recovery but I had that this question of whether or not you felt your your baseline of fitness and having done crossfit for so long and also all the sport and fitness mm. you did before that if that had helped uh, and from what you're saying it seems like yeah if you hadn't done that and you'd had maybe the same complications and problems going down the line i mean things could have gone a lot lot worse yeah well i also think it's i mean i think there's two elements of that one is the your physical preparedness and I'm a believer that, you know, we were designed to move. I mean, you, you said I used that term. Yeah. We were designed to move um, and lift things. Um, and actually our lifestyle nowadays doesn't promote that. Um, and throughout all of, all of my life, I've been very passionate about getting women to be involved in, proactively involved in exercise, fitness for their health. You know, forget hitting necessarily PBs or being in a team but just to be active to be um, uh, to be healthy and and I think I think people have probably seen that you know say early early 50s I hit I hit this particular diagnosis um, and my body was used to moving it was used to being fit it wanted even when it couldn't it wanted to do that um, and I think there's been I've been hitting the last I mean we've been back what three months um, I've exceeded most of my post-cancer PBs from the second comeback already, wow. given that I couldn't pick up a barbell for the first month. That's muscle memory, yeah. partly. That's, yeah. that's my body saying... I mean, for weeks it was like... Um, so, like, give you an example, like double unders. So for weeks it was like, I can't jump, can't jump. You know, yeah. body's just like, oh, we can't jump, we can't do that. Um, and today it was just like, oh, yeah, double unders, and I did 11. That's great. Um and that's more than I've done for six years. Yeah. And I'm hitting numbers now that I haven't hit for six years. And part of that is muscle memory. I think the other side of it is, is also the mental side of it. And I think exercise and perhaps the discipline of doing something like CrossFit or, or long-distance running or whatever your particular thing is, um, you have to make a decision, don't you, every day. Am I going to come in and do this? And uh, you get to a point where you're, you cultivate that mental discipline and that determination. And as I say, I was so, this was one of those things. Yeah, I'd lost my business. So I'd, um, I'd had to, the year before, I'd had to um, sell my house. 
Um, so, you know, there were a lot of things that have disappeared from my life. And the whole idea of being able to get back to CrossFit, being able to get back to being physically fit again. And I think particularly, I mean, everyone, I'm sure, listening knows that if you develop your strength, you feel strong, you feel mm. very empowered. And I think that's a really important thing that a lot of women who don't, have never tried lifting a barbell, don't realise how empowered you feel mm. being physically strong. Um, and I wanted that back. And so there was, there was, I suppose, a stubbornness and a mental determination that, damn it, I was going to come back to this, you know? I wasn't going to get beaten by this thing called cancer. Um, and so it's been, so it's just been great after all that we've been through in lockdown to have been able to come back, come back to the superb facility that we've got now. Um, and, you know, to begin with, everything felt so hard. Um, and, you know, the body is remembering and the mind's remembering. Um, and that, that's why I'm saying, you know, I kind of, I don't really want to dwell on it but it's a positive thing you can you can a lot of people don't but you can pick up the things that you were doing mm -hmm. prior to a life-threatening diagnosis yeah. and you can rebuild the things in your life that were really important to you and, and let's face it health and fitness well health is important to all of us yeah I, I, I always think that it's also it's just such a good example as well because I, I think the fitness industry, like the machine that is kind of the fitness industry and, and what's pushed to the forefront and what's promoted and what gets the most sort of views and likes and all of that, mm. it's all so based around what people look like yeah. and what people, yeah, and, and, and it's all kind of, and, and you, you know, and then there becomes all these sort of body positivity movements mm. of people being like, well, you know, you can be beautiful at any size and this and that, and it's all like, and you just feel with all of that, you're like, you're, you're just all, but on both sides of this argument, you're all missing the point. Mm. You're, you're missing the fundamental point of being fit is the fitness and health, it's yeah. like health and fitness, right? And I think your example is a great one because you're saying, well, look, it, it's nice to feel fit. It's yeah. nice to know that my body moves the way it should move. I can come back from something that, you know, for other people would, even if physically they'd they'd survive it, mm. it could still just end them in the sense of, you know, they kind of just give up, right? I'll, I'll, I'll never go back to, you know, I used to do this. I'll just never get back to that. But you're like, no, I'm getting back. And on yeah. top of that, I'm going to get better and going to hit those post-cancer PBs and I'm going to get stronger than I was the previous time I came back. And I think that's, and the fact that you're also seeing the results, you get that, you know, I, I, I think we all felt that way when we came back after the, the lockdowns, yeah. right? There was a lot of, this is my, my post-lockdown PB. And people were just feeling so good to be able to you know, lift a barbell yeah. again. Because yeah. you're right, most of us didn't have that at home. So it was just like, oh, I got to lift a barbell again. I got to back squat again. Yeah. Like recently, we did them out of the rack for the first time oh, yes. in so long, and what, we were months, we were all buzzing because it was just like, oh, it felt so good to have a really heavy weight on your back again. Yeah. I mean, I probably never would have said that <laughs> before the lockdown that it felt great <laughs> to have a heavy weight on your back. Yeah, yeah. But I feel like that is the, you know, that's one of the. Because, again, even within CrossFit, you know, you've got the CrossFit Games and the athletic side of it and the competitions. And there is a lot of noise. And it's not always easy to, like, home in on the kind of some of the real key elements. But sort of hearing your story, it's like, look, do you see that's, that's kind of the one you want to focus on there? Because that's showing why it is so important to be healthy and fit. And... It's not just CrossFit, like as mm. you, I mean, you mentioned, you know, long distance running, whatever, whatever it is that gets you moving and yeah. keeps you fit. For for us, probably anyone listening to this or watching this, it's CrossFit, right? Yeah. Because I think you know, I know myself, I've stuck with this far longer than any of the other sort of fitnessy things I've done in the past. But for someone else, it will be something else, and fair enough. But do something, you know. You've mentioned we're kind of designed to move. Yeah it's just so funny how we complicate things at times because it's like with anything you know if you've got a door in your house that you just never open and you leave it closed for a couple of years try and open it and you know that oh well it's not been moved it's going to be stiff it's going to you know rust maybe in the hinges or whatever and the body's the yeah, same right like if we're that, not actually. moving <laughs> if we're not moving then yeah and you see that don't you? you see people that are 
in their 90s that still walk off to the shops and do everything because they've just yeah. done it forever. Yeah. They, that's what they do. And then you've got people that got put in a home early on and have just sat in a chair watching TV eating jelly for you know yeah. years. And they can't walk to the shop, even though they're maybe 20 years younger than that 90-year-old. Yeah. And it's that kind of that inactivity that just you know, leads into that, isn't it? And, yeah. and I, I'm particularly, I mean, I, so I mentioned that I'm, I'm particularly passionate about getting women to take better care mm. and to get into fitness and health. And what you're saying about, like, the whole image thing now is very interesting because although, um, you know, we didn't have things like Instagram, Facebook, uh, and all those kind of celebrity fit people uh, when I was growing up, um, you know, there were there were other other determinants so if you think I, I started weights when I was 17 and it was a guy who um, was encouraging women I then went off to university and um, and spoke to a lot of women about getting into the train into training getting into weightlifting and the one thing they kept on saying was um, I'd like to give it a go but I feel so self-conscious exercising around guys um, and and I said, well, let's see if we can get um, something for women only. And I, I can remember sitting in the office of the director of sport, University of Southampton, early 1980s, you know who you are, um, and telling him about, I've got this vision, I'd really like us to be able to take over the gym twice a week, um, encourage women to come in, give them a safe environment, environment where they don't feel so self-conscious, um, and, uh, and he just looked at me and said, why on earth would women want to lift weights? And just through me, I just, I'm like, okay, this is 19, early 1980s. We'd had Jane Fonda, and she was all about cardio and leotards and leg warmers and this sort of stuff. And yet, one of the biggest shows of the time was Dallas. This is probably before your time, Jason, so I can appreciate it's it. just going into my time. I know Dallas. You know, right. Um, so one of the, one of the top pinups of... Dallas was Victoria Principal, okay, and it was obvious to anybody who lifted weights that she trained with weights, her, her physique, the muscle definition, etc. And and yet, you know, I would be, you know, the boys that I knew were like, oh no, rubbish. Of course she doesn't. You know, you end up looking, you know, big, big and butch and like this. No, so so even in that kind of environment, in an environment that should have been encouraging women to get you know, pick up what they might have done at school. Not a lot of women have positive experiences of sport and exercise at school. And to encourage them to do it, even the director of sport just just did not get it. And so I think the other thing for me that CrossFit offers is that it's so refreshing for it being a very um, gender equal Hmm. environment. You know, the women and the men, we do the same workout and we just all scale it according to our abilities. At the CrossFit Games, you see these amazing women on the elite side. And then you see these incredible masters athletes who are like my kind of, and they're doing gymnastic skills that I still haven't got back yet. And they're lifting weights that I couldn't, you know, I haven't dreamed of yet. Um, And so I get really, so that was another reason that I found CrossFit such a refreshing environment because... Um, it was a place where women could come and could exercise and really, really get into their fitness and it be about p- performance, it be, mm. uh, being about health and not about, um, you know, how much do I weigh? Because that's still that whole thing about my, my identity is how much do I weigh when I stand on the scales this morning is still prevalent oh, yeah. in a certain generation mm. of women. So I get quite excited when I see young girls you know, in their 20s or university students come in, pick up a barbell and absolutely fall in love with it. Yeah. It is funny, isn't it? And and you're absolutely right that it's still so, like, prevalent, this idea that women do cardio, men do weights. And I I know we we joined a gym, and and don't worry, it was in Italy, it wasn't even in the UK, but I remember joining a gym with Rochelle, and they kind of do, like, your induction, and they put you on, like, a program. And I looked at the program they'd given her and the one they'd given me, and it was ridiculous. She had almost no resistance training. Yeah. It was like just basically just get on a on a bike or on a treadmill for like and forty minutes. And, do, <laughs> and I just told her, you've got to tell them you want to, you know, use some even use some of the machines that you know it wasn't necessarily free weights, but yeah. it's like 
you're, you need to, and, and I'm just going like, even if they're saying like, well, what's your goal? Like your, your goal is not to put on lots of muscle, it's to lose fat. Great. Well, you know, muscle burns fat, right? So yeah. let's make sure you've got muscle to do that. And you, you're right. The fact that like in, in CrossFit, we just train, it's by degree, right? So we're going to do the same thing. I, you know, maybe you'll go lighter than me on this movement, but we're doing the same thing mm. and it has the same result. And, you know, and then there's the classic sort of, oh, I don't want to lift weights. I don't want to get too bulky. You're thinking, well, I'd love to get too bulky. <laughs> yeah. And I'm trying my hardest lifting these weights and it's not happening. So don't worry, you'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> Pick up the barbell. <laughs> it's not going to transform you into the Hulk. No. We, and, we and wish. I, yeah. And um, I think that's also... Uh, I, I think women's bodies are... The media, we seem to have more variety, shall I say, in images of women's body now in terms of fitness. So women with, you know, more muscular glutes, you know, are, are, are regarded positively now. You know, when I was a teenager, the last thing you wanted was any kind of, you know, muscle. So I think there's, I think women are being presented with a, a more, uh, a variety of uh, looks. And I think we also realise that, um, and I always say this to people who say, you lift weights? Gosh, I don't, you know, I don't want to get big and bulky. I said, come to one of our classes and just look at the variety of body shapes. I said, you know, part of this is genetic. Mm. Um, part of it is uh, what we've done, um, how much testosterone is in our bodies. I said, we're all doing the same workouts. I said, but, you know, you've got women who are incredibly slim and lean. You've got other ones that are perhaps more athletic, more muscular. Um, and so our genetic inheritance plays as big a part as our as our training and i yeah i it still still frustrates me when when and i have you know friends obviously um who who want to lose weight and and they still keep going back to uh you know i'm going to restrict my calories mm. um whereas actually it's been known for years that over the age of 30 35 women lose muscle mass and actually the only thing that stops that decline is resistance training yeah. um, and it, they don't have to do crossfit but actually if they did resistance training so as you say you know they build they build muscle mass fat volume of fat decreases and it's it's healthier overall um yeah, but I think we've still got some way to go, I think. Yeah, yeah and, and I mean, before you want to say, like, the way the media portrays it and that, and at the same time, like, if you want to do fitness because, you you know, you want to change the way you look, sure. absolutely, I think, yeah. we, like, we all want that, yeah. partly. I, I would agree. Absolutely, would we agree. all want that. I, I think it's more just when that becomes the focus to the detriment of actually your health. Um, but another thing on, like, the different body types, which is, again, a thing that I think CrossFit, it's another way that it kind of ticks those different boxes is we do all have different body types. We are all genetically different. And even though we're all training the same way, we're going to have different results because of all of that. But that's where CrossFit again gives like kind of each of those body types a, a moment to shine. Mm. Right. Because you are going to have someone who's, a, you know, like someone who's a bit heavier. They're always lifting a, a weight that's going to be heavier than you. Somebody who's quite lean and, and, and smaller or lighter quite often favors the gymnastic side of things or there'll be you know the running or whatever the other so it's kind of like there'll be moments when it's your time to shine and there'll be moments where another body type seems to have the advantage yeah. but ultimately across the board you all kind of get a, a little moment of glory and yeah. then you've got things that you're okay at and then you'll have the thing that is your your weakness and that's the area to work on and yeah. it's just nice isn't it like it it's another it's another way I find that the the methodology of CrossFit just kind of ticks so many little boxes that keep you coming back. Yeah, it does. But I like that you've got a nice positive spin on all of this because I imagine as well, and you've mentioned kind of the it's that mentality, I suppose, the way you attack a workout and the way you attack life are very similar. But I think it would be so easy to, you know, especially when it, you know when it's comeback number three. You're kind of like, well, how many times do I do this yeah. before before the universe gets its message across? And I'm just like, you know what? M maybe it's time to pack it in. But, you know, you keep coming back, you keep coming back. You're seeing that this time it's actually kind of sticking. It's working. Things yeah. are going well. And, and, and I, you know, I don't want people to 
to think it's it's like a been a rose tinted journey because it hasn't. Um, and you know, I've I've had very low moments when um, I didn't think I'd ever be able to do these again. And I'm sure anybody who's been, as you say, if you've been through a car crash, you've been through any kind of situation where the the, the capacity that you, you've taken not for granted but been used to being able to have is taken away from you. Um, so of course you're full of doubt. But um, but I've tried to be, and going back to uh, what you were saying about, you know, I, I put on social media my workouts and stuff. I s- actually started that when I started the recovery um, the first time round. Um, because when I was presented with the diagnosis, um, I actually tried to find women who did CrossFit um, and who'd had that diagnosis to talk to. Um, and it was brilliant. I managed to contact three women uh, through social, by finding them on social media. Um, and I was able to ask them questions, and they were encouraging. And that meant a lot. So I thought, I think particularly because cancer is still, still a very taboo thing, it's still a very scary thing to, told, to be told what you've got, um, I kind of wanted to be as transparent as I could. And so throughout the journey, I've tried to be, tried to be open with where I am, how it's going, um, and just sort of say to people, you know, there is still, you know, it might, it might be a difficult journey, but at the end of the day, um, you can choose to uh, come out of it with a positive attitude, even though it might be, you know, hard work at times. Um, so I think that's why I do it in the ground. And I have through, through starting my, my Insta account. I mean, and it's, it's nothing, nothing special at all. But I have had women connect with me who have either gone through something similar or going through something similar. Um, and actually seeing that, oh gosh, you can, there is something on the other side of this. Yeah. You know, I don't, it doesn't all have to be a dark tunnel that I'm looking in. You know, there will be a light at the end of the horizon. I might not be able to see it now. Mm. Yeah, but I was going. I, I was going to say it's that kind of not seeing it now because obviously, if you're someone who's sort of got you're back in the gym now, you might be like, "Well, I'm back in the gym," and oh, look, she's doing that, and and perhaps I can work back up to that. But it's more someone that's right at the beginning of that journey where getting back into the gym seems yeah. like that might never happen. It, you know, encouraging to see someone, and I think especially in your situation where it wasn't smooth sailing, because sometimes you'll see these stories and and it will be somebody that was like well I had this and I did that and then six months later I was back in the gym yeah everything was fine and I think actually if if one more person tells me that they they know someone who (laughs) went to the gym throughout their chemo period I was prepared to punch them on the nose (laughs) because I I was so ill in chemo I was admitted to hospital twice uh, with a total non-existent immune system Mm. um, and was bedridden for most of the rest of the time so I also am very aware that people's cancer journeys are different and we all again we all different respond differently to the treatment so what some person can accomplish during the midst of all of that might not necessarily be and so to actually be transparent about that yeah is reassuring. It's, well, I mean, and that's really to say because I you know I mentioned Bex when when we started she was pregnant and smashing workouts um, through both pregnancies, but Rochelle was only doing CrossFit during the second one. But she had morning sickness yeah. from morning till night through the entire pregnancy. And I think during the time she was pregnant with Emily, she maybe came here twice mm. in that whole period because she was just so sick. Like, yeah. she, just, she couldn't do a workout without being sick. Whereas, you know, we knew Bex yeah. had been like absolutely Reach smashing workouts during, yeah. during pregnancy. So, People are different, right? And they respond in different ways. But what I found, oh, I knew it was going to, I mean, I don't do a lot of research for this. <laughs> Not because I'm lazy, because <coughs> I never know where the story is going to go. I want to be open to follow the, you know, the lead of the guest. But I obviously knew, so I, well, I knew very little about what had happened. So it's been really interesting to kind of get the full picture. But I also like that, I knew that because you'd actually mentioned it on like the listener forms back a long time ago. But when I see you, that's not, you know, when I see you in the gym, you're just like everybody else. You're just enjoying the workouts, enjoying being here. And I think that's really nice. Like it's just nice to, to see you here having a good time, enjoying Mm. your training, enjoying the, 
you know the community in, in in bath and i think you know and the fact that multiple people put your name forward for let's get hg on the podcast means that clearly you're, you're a valued member what i didn't know about at all was how early on you'd started crossfit okay, and yeah. how much you knew everybody involved in starting <laughs> yeah. crossfit bath so that was fascinating Old as girl well. CrossFit. yeah which i never would have guessed i would, could never have made that assumption well thank you so much uh Chief for coming on it's been a pleasure and thank you everyone for for listening hopefully we've all learned something and um i rarely say it but this is absolutely an episode that could be worth sharing with some people if you know anyone that's kind of going for a pretty hard time this might be the one to share i know you know craig's was a lovely episode but maybe this is the (laughs) the one to share with someone going for a pretty tough time so thank you again helen thank you everyone for listening we'll see you all next week